Blog Talk Radio.
home. And we're going to continue on that topic as one of the solutions to the problem here, problems here we're facing on planet Earth. And uh, we're going to flesh that out much more on this show. And same with this topic. This is just part one of this topic. And I hope you've been enjoying the rest of the shows we've been doing. Um, yeah, we, this being episode six, there's, there's a few others. Of course, we're just getting started, but this is a, um, a, a wide variety we've already put out there, and, and I hope you've been enjoying it. I'm getting some great emails. Thanks for the emails and the support. really makes me feel like I'm actually uh, you know, getting somewhere with this. And um, if you are up at this hour in the rest of the world, uh, there is a call-in number. I will give it to you. It's area code 347-324-3342. Let's again, uh, 347-324-3342, out of the country, country code 1. Okay, so I don't know if I'll have time to take callers or not on this show. Uh, I plan to cover quite a bit of information, and I plan to definitely end it with solutions, because I don't like to give problems without solutions as much as possible, but again, that also doesn't mean that we shouldn't look at problems we don't have the solutions to, because if your house is on fire, you're going to turn your back? No. So, all right. Uh, and I, I'd like to do um, every week or every time I'm on the show some kind of chant down or chastisement. Um, yeah, I like to uh, expose certain people that need to be exposed or just chant down something. And tonight I'm not really feeling the, the need to chant down necessarily a group of people, but more just a, a one thing that really irritates me, and uh, that is none other than cell phones. So today's chant down goes out to cell phones. And why I chant down cell phones is because uh, it, they're not good. They're not good in many ways. And maybe a lot of people would disagree with me because this is such a part of everyday life. But I still chant it down. And we chant down what needs to be chanted down here on this show, whether you like it or not. And uh, cell phones, you know, they, they are a, a very, to me, a very annoying device. And, yeah, you might say, well, they're convenient. And they are convenient, yes, when you're stranded somewhere and you don't have any way to uh, contact anybody, you might actually be able to get a hold of somebody. But you might not. You might be out of range. So really, does it work good for that? Not if you're in a desert thousand miles away from anywhere else. Probably not. But, you know, they have their convenience in emergencies. Okay, all right. Yes, but I chant down cell phones. Um, it's interesting how things creep in our lives. And one of the one of the... I remember when cell phones first became like something you would just buy at a store. Only, only you'd see all the drug dealers having them. All the, these people, you know, they had their pagers, and well, they got you know a little more balling. They got their 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 extra money. They got the cell phone, and it's like it was pretty obvious at that point in time who was a drug dealer. And so yeah, everybody carried around the they carried around their cell phones. But um, you know, it things evolved. And and uh, you know, more and more people got them, and and people put them up to their head, and they don't think anything of it. When I put a, a cell phone up to my head, I had my first cell phone. I think it was in '97. I felt just, you know, I felt really weird afterwards. I felt like I was doing something to the tissue around my head, around my ear, and all that. And it turns out, if you do enough research, you are doing something to those tissues. So um, your body is right if you listen to it. But yeah, you know the. The, the thing about cell phones is they've they've slowly been 
trickled into our lives. I mean, think about Wi-Fi, for example, putting, having, having Internet on the phone, and you um, just go around and you use it, and you put that to your head, all that power in that little device right next to your head. How long have we really been doing that? I don't really remember exactly, but it, when I can think back, it was probably about 2006 when I started to notice Wi-Fi signs everywhere and there was that ability to be able to go um, online with your phone somewhere. And, and that, that, was, that wasn't that long ago, if you think about it, 06. Um, you know, it's, it's becoming a longer time ago, but this technology technology's always sort of just trickled in our lives. But, um, you know, what, what I think annoys me about them is, is yeah, you know, it's not good. I, I imagine that they're probably going to give us cancer, and I can feel the effects of that myself just on the phone. But that's not really the only reason. What, one, of the, one of the things is they're annoying in public. People just talking on their phone. I mean, we've got used to it over time, but you just hear somebody just yapping away somewhere, and it's annoying. It's annoying, you know. You're, you're somewhere in a grocery store, public area. Someone's just super loud on their phone because they have to talk louder over the outside noise, and that's super annoying. But I, I guess what really comes down to what I like to chant down is the fact that if you just take a look in any public area, everybody is on their phone. They're texting. They're searching the Internet. These little devices, they're, just, they're losing their outside connection with the world by looking in this little device. And, it, you know, maybe I'm just weird. Maybe I'm just, a, just some kind of nut and I'm not um, conforming to the new ways of the world. Um, well, I have a cell phone too, sad to say, and I, I chant myself down on that one. But, it, you know, it has to be part of my work world, so I have one. But do I like it? No, I don't like cell phones. Why I also don't like them? It's they only work right half of the time anyway. Sometimes you get cut off or uh, there's this delay when you're talking to your friend and then you have to wait for it. I mean, I can hear that on the archives of these shows, having a roundtable discussion with people, and it's just that little extra half-second delay, sometimes longer. And then if you've got an echo on the other side, that's super annoying. Oh, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you've all been through that. But, but the main thing is, is they're taking everybody's focus away from their natural instincts. And the other main thing is, you know, people don't, know what they're doing to us i i believe nothing good i i I honestly do i mean um after a long conversation you can feel that thing kind of working at your brain and and uh there hasn't been a long enough term studies i mean 15 years i would say of real cell phone use uh full-on you know for people have been using them as their regular phones at the most right now here and that's not a lot of time Cancer and stuff takes the time to develop, just like cigarettes. And I've said before, I think uh, cell phones are the next cigarettes, and they're going to be those things we're going to look back and be like, oh, I can't believe it. But anyway, I just really feel that way about cell phones. I really do. I feel like they need to be chanted down, and people need to get off their devices and look at real life and get back into real life again. So uh, today's week chant down, or this show's chant down, is cell phones. And I say a big dumb to cell phones. And someday I hope we all will. So welcome. All right. Let's get on to the main topic here. Um, today's topic is, is, a, is an important topic, Re- really important topic, I feel. And it, it deserves a lot of light. And a lot of people 
are beginning to awaken to this, but it isn't a big enough number to really see, but it's easy to see. And this is not easy to digest information. So I'm going to give you guys, you know, some information, but I'm going to come with some solutions to some of it, and the solutions are kind of all in our hands. So it's not like I have the answer to everything or anybody has the answer to everything, but it's important to know about this. And, yes, what I'm talking about is the aerial spraying taken on over our heads. If you don't know what chemtrails are, I'll give you a quick 101. And um, what, it, what it, they are is a jet trail lasting for a long time in our skies and expanding and becoming these unnatural clouds. You've got to look at it um, on a clear day, look up in the sky. Yeah, jets all leave trails. It's called a contrail, condensation trail. Condensation would be like your breath on a cold day somewhere, and, yeah, it disappears. Well, up there it may last a little longer or disappear shorter than that. depends on the environment it's in. But just remember, up there it's cold. Climb a mountain, it's cold. It's snowing on, you know, mountains that are 14,000 feet. Well, these are higher up than that. So, of course, it's cold up there, and it's going to show its breath, you could say, a plane. But this is different. It was about, I'll get into the story, I guess, in a minute. But it is, it is important to just know the little one-on-one here, just that a chemtrail is not a natural um, exhaust out of a plane. It is something entirely different that turns your sky into these white, this nasty-looking white filth in your sky. If you just take a look, watch a plane. It's not natural for a chemtrail, a, a contrail, to last a whole long time up there and then spread into a cloud. Don't you think it would dissipate? And so, you know, the debunkers of chemtrails, honestly, nobody really can debunk them other than saying, I don't believe in them. I, the, all you got to do with this one is look up. And I feel that this is more important than a lot of the other things that people in the conspiracy research community focus on. I mean, I believe that all of it's important, but I believe this is more important than 9-11 truth and all the false flags. Uh, I believe this is more important than the Federal Reserve. GMO foods, Monsanto, uh, poisons in the food and the water, geopolitics, um, the left-right paradigm, all those things. All those are very important to understanding our reality. But this one is bigger. And why? It's a continual bombardment of poison destroying our land base, messing the whole planet up, and messing up our bodies. And it directly affects our lives all of the time. 9-11 happened already. It's, it's, you know, it did, and, it, and, and, and uh, there's not a lot we can really do about that. But this is happening in some cases um, every day in some places. Depends on where it goes. And so, yeah, this is the time we're living in where people are being directly sprayed on and they don't even notice. I would say a good 90 to 95% of the general public doesn't even understand what's going on with this or doesn't even notice that it's going on. I, I can't believe people don't notice. When you look up on, on a perfectly blue sky and all these jets start coming over and just slowly turning your sky white, especially in somewhere like Los Angeles, famous for it's blue skies when it's not too polluted out. And then you look and you watch this place just get all white in the sky. You know, that's not a normal occurrence because 
there, it's dry. It's like a desert, even better Las Vegas. And uh, people don't even notice. It's just insane to me. But this is the times we're living in. And um, uh, this show, we always go back to, as a model, the Earth people, the indigenous people who lived on this planet first. And one of the prophecies from the Hopi people was near the day of purification, there will be cobwebs spun back and forth in the sky. And that's what it looks like. And their their prophecies are pretty accurate. I mean, pretty amazing. And, yeah, so that's what's going on in the skies. Now, what is it? What are they doing? I became aware of, of this phenomenon in 1999. My friend, who was an outdoor painter, came home one day you know, tell me about how all day he'd been seeing these jets lay this stuff in the sky, and his friend told him that they were spraying some kind of anthrax vaccine. I don't even know where that came from, but this was right before Y2K, so it was kind of believable because some people were kind of expecting something big to happen. So, you know, they were they were preparing us. And it, it immediately when I noticed, it's like I just all of a sudden I knew. It wasn't like I had a really question. I just knew there was something up with this. This isn't just something I've seen before as I watched a rainbow kind of form within the contrail itself. And I knew that, you know, as watching it fall down, it's like obviously they're dumping something. It's not fuel either. That would be crazy if you're dumping fuel out like that. So if you're flying. So, yeah, um, I became known of this, and I started to know a lot more about it um, over the time. Well, there wasn't a lot of information to get about it. Um, I didn't even get on the Internet until later. And, you know, when I got started getting on the Internet more, and uh, I can't remember, I think it went to somebody's house, and I watched a documentary by Clifford Carnicom, who um, made a documentary. It's like in 2004, Aerosol Crimes, that's the name of it. And it was um, about this subject. It was it was pretty long, and it was it was not like maybe the most entertaining for entertainment value. I mean, I was entertained, I was inter- interested, but then everybody else around me was falling asleep. So I got a lot from it, and I figured from then on, I I knew exactly what they were doing, and that was you know weather control and and um, just the there's a few things in there that they came up with um, and just looking at the analysis of what's been falling out of these planes. And I found it pretty disturbing. And and I wondered why people around me didn't feel the same way as much as I did. I, I just would go outside and it's like, do you see this? And people, even that knew about it, didn't seem to care that much. I mean, they cared, but they weren't like, there wasn't a fire under their ass. And I talked about that on the last show. How it's, it's crazy to me that people don't have a fire under their ass when they're being directly poisoned. But, hey, I don't know. It's almost like people's minds have been, been uh, programmed to not see this. <clears throat> and I'll get into that. But synchronicity brought me some really inf- interesting information. I was on the west coast of the United States, and... Um, my girl at the time was telling me about how she kept meeting this guy that 
talked about chemtrails and all these conspiracies and these these things and and that I needed to talk with him because I was interested in that too. I always heard about him like yeah yeah I'll talk to him. So anyway, I finally met him when I was visiting the West Coast and um, you know he wasn't very outspoken. He, he just talked to like maybe one person you know real quietly, not not like you know tell a bunch of a group of people. But the guy was his name was Robert and. Uh, he brought me to his house, and you know, we we well, we ended up talking just regular talk, and then I went to his house, and he you know, he started to break down to me, you know, all the the um, um, things that that uh, this is all about, and how he knew is well, his his father was a, a scientist employed by what he called alphabet soup agencies, and then his his wife had also a, a inside. Um, relative as well, and they kind of would dovetail back and forth this information. And this guy knew a lot more than I even even researchers such as like David Icke and others that I at the time was really listening to a lot. Uh, he had they had not, nothing on this guy. This guy he knew it all. He just he knew it all, and he he was he was good at even kind of predicting the future from that point in time. This is the year two thousand eight. So he he brought me some some pretty hardcore information. Um, he he told me uh, all kinds of different applications. Of course, I told him what I knew, you know, the weather control. But he blew my mind. I actually had to come back to his house and take notes because he talked kind of fast and kind of quiet, and he just unloaded too much information. Like my brain was like. Couldn't handle, so I had to come back with pen and paper and like kind of write some stuff down. And I don't even have those notes anymore. But uh, yeah, well, he got into the different applications of chemtrails. And yes, he told me yes, it is weather control, but it is much more than that. And one thing he talked about that I didn't really know a lot about at the time was called Morgellons. You've heard of maybe Morgellons disease. This is um, more than that. It's the stuff they've been investigating out of the spray, and and yeah, it's it had been in, on websites at that point in time, and people all had you know kind of been introduced to it. But he he was telling me that this was the primary function behind all this, and um, I encourage anybody listening to be an autodidact and and someone who takes information, dissects it, takes what they need, throw the rest out. And and I'm not a gullible person, and I'm not saying that I buy all this 100%, but it made sense later. So I have to also stick with my gut and this, what this guy was telling me. And he told me that what Margellans are are polymer fibers, which are found in chemtrail samples. Some are, are microscopic, and some can be seen with the naked eye. And... Uh, People around the world, countless people, have been um, found how the, the, these fibers, these these polymer fibers, found in their bodies through blood samples to urine samples to <clears throat> you name it out of the body, they find it. And even he was saying that um, surgeons find when they're you know doing surgeries on people and find this network of of these fibers inside and these fibers are nanotech strands so they're they're uh 
it's a really strange phenomenon. These fibers are nanotech strands that grow and form a network in our body. They grow and they they multiply. And, you know, it sounds like science fiction. It sounds like a disease. It sounds crazy. And at the time, it was hard for me to swallow. I really did have a hard time swallowing a lot of this. But he was telling me, you know, um, when a person has the actual disease called Morgellons, that it's the body rejecting this technology that's being put in them through through these aerial spraying. You know, and this is the part of it that... Um, I feel that maybe is missing somewhat from from the research community, but it's also hard to say, you know, exactly, you know, how to, it's not super provable, but, uh, yeah, he was saying that this network of forms and combines an antenna in our bodies from the back of our spine all the way up, the chakra points of the body from our reproductive organs all the way up to our brain. It forms an antenna to harp. And they, you know, this stuff lingers in our atmosphere and it, and it gets inside us. You know, it gets inside us various means because it's so tiny. And when harp is pulsing its energy into the other atmosphere, it, co- it transmits into smaller antennas, yet then smaller antennas that are inside things that we use every day, such as cell phones, which I was just talking about, wireless internet, HD TV boxes, even iPads and iPods, and all these devices which are in our houses. So it's like we're constantly around this frequency they're pumping out that they want us to be on. And this stuff is going into, you know, we're we're being experimented on. You know, this was really disturbing, and it's, it is disturbing probably for anybody to hear it. He called it the wire. You know, he, he didn't call it Morgellons as much, but he called it a wire. And he said refined sugars and other things help it to grow in your body. And and there's a lot, he told me, and, and um, a lot of this I'm just sort of kind of thinking on the top of the head and skipping back and forth between what else did he tell me, but this is the basis of what he told me is all these these fibers are conductive to the harp energy and so basically we are being taken over by another energy and these things that we keep on our bodies like our phones like all all these devices in our houses keep us there and 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 it's uh pretty disturbing so he was saying that this was like the crown jewel of the whole operation and uh, I don't know if I agree or I disagree but within time things have shown me that well this could very well be possible and of course the weather modification we you know there's the there's there is the other aspect you know controlling the weather and from from a, a an observer from the ground I would say yes uh that uh, if you were just to watch all day and see what they're doing, obviously they're messing with the weather. Obviously they're trying to control the weather. And that was just my own intuition or watching it before I knew much about this whole Margellans thing. And, of course, there's the geoengineering, um, you know, um, terraforming the planet and and uh, killing off the organic, the, the natural, and, and allowing these, these, these GMO plants to grow and we're going to have a um, very special guest, Michael Murphy, the the maker of what 
and why in the world are they spraying and soon to be another one and um, I've done some things with him in previous times where we did some screenings and went really well and it's going to be good to have him on the show he's going to you know flesh out those topics I think a little bit more but is it just those things that are happening well maybe not maybe it's more population control I mean, if you if you look into some of the research about how um, they found desecrated red blood cells in some of the chemtrail samples, and and there's just so much you know that they they could be doing, and you have to remember the people who are behind the New World Order and the the control system are control freaks. Obviously, they want to control every aspect of our lives, and if they can, they will, and they play God. They are playing God with this whole scenario. They're trying to control the weather, the natural plants, our bodies, and everything. And if that's not big enough for some people, I don't know what is. I I believe that this is one of their main end games in this whole scenario, New World Order, whatever you want to call it. This is what they are, like, super proud of is, is being able to take control of the natural and that's that's basically what the new world order is anyway it's the the unnatural taking over the natural and it's and it's just disgusting and that's what we chant it down here on this radio show so disturbing yes who's doing it you know well before who's doing it i mean there is these other applications um and i i would say a lot of the other things people might have said, like this uh, spraying um, metal to reflect the sunlight back and and stop global warming. I believe that's the cover story that they give the people that are are actually dispersing it or, or part of these programs on the lower level to you know to to make them feel like they're actually doing some good. And I don't know. I just I just don't buy that they're just doing some good. And the other thing is the science that backs it up that it that wouldn't be the case. Is spraying all these metals and fibers all over this over us. Um, it actually would heat the planet, heat the atmosphere below. So to to mitigate global warming, I don't think so. And I don't even honestly believe in global warming too much. Um, and if that sounds crazy to some of you, I. I you research it and research really you know beyond the what the schools are telling you i i believe the colleges really put, pump out a lot of propaganda with this one i i really see that with college students they're just heavy believers in this climate change and maybe the climate's changing but what would it be like if they weren't spraying to begin with that's something to consider also and uh, i would i would say then investigate global warming if they're really trying to save us, then why not tell us? We'll all go away. We'll all go back and, and say, oh, okay. But looking at how everything else in our life is set up, they obviously don't love us. Um, let's see all the poisons in the water and the food and just all this. I mean, the, the way that we're treated, taxes, I mean, you know, it goes on and on. Why would they be doing something really good for us? And you know, it's 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 control freaks. So there there are these 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 uh, other applications that people talk about, and um, I believe they're doing multiple applications. And really hard to tell if they're doing all this at once. Are they always spraying those fibers? 
are they always spraying those metals? We don't really know. And this is kind of this has to be guesswork because people can't just go fly up to these these trails and get samples. So they have to uh, kind of just judge it on the fallout. But they of course have researchers, researchers, grassroots researchers have figured out what is coming out um, through samples and rain and other things, and it's very provable. So it's not like this is you know crazy really that crazy it's just obvious if you take a look but so the different applications you know i believe that it is it is a combined effort to rule the world it is controlling the weather huge huge thing the weather look at all the crazy weather on the planet and especially since they've been doing these operations they've been probably conducting these operations for about um maybe a little over 15 years, um, since the mid-90s, maybe 96. I didn't notice until 99, but they've been pulling out, they've been pulling this off full scale since then. And and the pilots, you know, who who is spraying this? Who Who is actually, who dare spray somebody, you know, like this, and their, their own families and stuff? So it's interesting to think about. Robert himself told me that he he believes and he's been told that a lot of the pilots are either chipped and they you know have to do what they they're told or they're at remote controlled and um he was leaning toward the remote control one and i i lean toward that too because it makes kind of sense that that they wouldn't have to worry about as many people leaking out and that that also kind of comes into the whole 9-11 story, I, I believe that those planes were used by remote control. Yeah, this isn't just a conspiracy theory show, but we have, we're left with little answers, so we do have to fill in the blanks, use your intuition. We don't really know. We don't. And there's been a lot of things on the Internet, people come out with pilots, speak out and stuff, but none of it seems too provable, and I just I just can't seem to buy any of it, but it makes a lot of sense that it would be remote control planes. Really hard to say, but uh, that is that is huge. That who who would be doing it? Well, obviously they don't want everybody to know, and they don't really, um, and they want us to just conform. That's for sure. Because look at the media, the media cover up. A great movie, I would say, to uh, check out besides the the. Uh, what in the world and why in the world movies. Another movie on this, and that's really, <laughs> there's not many movies on this. Maybe there are now, and I don't know about them, but um, is, what is it called? Don't Talk About the Weather. Yeah, that's what it's called. And it's a long movie. You're going to have to watch it in segments. I think it's like four hours long. I think that's maybe the flaw in it. Other than that, it's a pretty well done movie as far as, uh, just like the editing and stuff was done really well, and it kept me interested. And what really stood out in that movie is the media cover-up and how they have um, embedded it within all the different movies. And they will have it in the background of, of movies. Um, I think it's even more disturbing in animated movies. So someone actually had to draw, people had to draw that in the background probably to get us to, to get used to seeing these images. That's what I'm thinking, because uh, animated movies like Cars, that's, um, that's so obvious. They, 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 they put these you know, 
clouds in the sky. These, and, and then in the latest one, planes, I saw that one. Blatant, unbelievable, unbelievable in the background. When the planes are flying up, you have those, those uh, that kind of look like the wireless Internet symbol. When you see the clouds, those what, we, what is called harp rings, you know, from harp energy pulsing through the atmosphere. When you see that going on, well, that's what it is. And in, in the um, movie Planes, the plane flies way high up, right into that grid. Looks like some ribs. Looks like some ribs up in the air. It's just to get us used to it. I mean, I've seen this in, in a magazine before of, of Mr. Peanut, you know, the peanut guy. In the, in, in the background, there's drawn in chemtrails. Or even in, in the instructions of Legos for kids. I was over at my friend's house, and his kids were putting together Legos on and the instructions there actually had in the background of the of the set and every page for the instructions those fake clouds. They want us to get used to these these chem clouds, and and uh, well, it these subconscious embeds. So I, I recommend you check that out. That movie. Um, don't talk about the weather. But anyway, that's just. Just check it out for yourself. Start looking. They want us to do this. And I've heard this, and I'm, I'm, I'm not going to you know, put out information. I don't know 100% on this. But I believe that when they remaster movies on DVD from VHS, they, they have put those also in the background. And if you get a DVD where you see some in the background and then you get the VHS of that, they may not have it in there. Pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. But, yeah. It, it is happening. So what is it doing to us? You know, how how does it affect you? Well, I can only say it affects me. I got really sick after Y2K. I got super sick with respiratory illness. And I had this horrible cough for 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 months, but actually this, it's never really left me. It, it gives me a wheezing in the back of my throat. And I directly relate it to this. So I directly get upset about when I'm being sprayed, and you should too. Uh, but when, when they're doing a heavy day, I feel sedated. I feel, I feel like I don't even want to get off the couch. I just want to sit there all day unmotivated and just kind of just can't really think of much of a thought. Almost the same feeling as if you eat a bunch of MSG. With, you know, you go eat Chinese food, you're not sure what's in it. You know, I, I try to be conscious about what I eat, but yeah, you know, sometimes you're somewhere you got to eat. And you feel that feeling of this really cloudy feeling right in your forehead. Well, that's kind of the same thing I feel when um, we've had a large spray day. And, you know, I just can't believe people aren't furious when they, when they know about that. I mean, at least, you know, all these people worry about emissions coming out of cars. I mean, this is way worse. Just look at the air. I mean, just for the sake of pollution, looking up at a day and just go, Geez, those jets are polluting the sky. Aren't you, aren't the, aren't people worried about that at all? That's just insane to me. And and so this whole this whole thing is just absolutely mind-boggling. And and uh, there's so much more to cover on it. And, and that's why I'm going to stretch it out into multiple shows. I mean, I see that time's passing by pretty quickly, and there's a lot more to flesh out here. But this is just kind of the beginning. Um, it, it's it's horrible, but. The thing is, we're all in the same boat, and we're all going through it, so that is something, you know, it's not like 
we we can all be afraid together, I guess, but we shouldn't be afraid. And I'm not trying to get anybody afraid from this information. But here, it's a lot to digest, especially if you're a newcomer to the information. And there's a lot more to share. I also have shared this on some radio shows, um, or just actually Bob Tuskin's show. If you ever listen to Bob Tuskin, he's a good man. He he is a great show, true speaker himself, does a much better show than I can do here. Um, you know, he's he's uh, on on an actual show show. So he he does. You catch him. Um, I can't remember the dates I broke this news. Uh, I'd have to look it up. But a little bit to digest, and it is something to think about. This whole this whole chemtrail thing is huge, bigger than almost anything I can imagine going on Earth. Well, let's take a break. solutions part of it and it's hard to give out solutions to something like this this is um, a much bigger bigger um, thing than like one person can handle and just take apart it takes a lot of us but I would say um, out of all the information that I received from this guy Robert that was most helpful to me was in the solution category and the one thing that he gave me out of any of all this all of this was what's called the wine rinse. And I've, I've shared this a little bit on the Bob Tuscan show, but I thought I'd kind of more flesh it out here 
with a little bit more uh, time to spare. Um, because you know this is a huge thing. This is this is this is so big because you can avoid eating the horrible foods out there, and you can avoid drinking the fluoride in the water. You know all the ingredients in the foods from uh, MSG to aspartame to genetically modified foods and horrible oils that don't digest in your body and you don't have to microwave your food if you don't want to um you also don't have to take vaccinations and you don't need to uh, get involved with all these toxins getting in our body except this one it goes on everybody so how do we get it out of our body now this is an interesting thing that you can do at your home and uh the the method is simple. I would say that uh, it might seem a little crazy to even be doing it at first, but it, it the effects are are well worth it. And I, I would like to get some feedback on how people feel afterwards. Um, here's how you do it. Now, basically, the the wire, the Morgellons that Robert was talking about, are very difficult to emit from the body because they have like barb-like features that cling onto our insides. So this, getting this out of us is um, very rigorous. You you got to really work at it. So you got to want to get this out of your body. But not only is it these things that you get out of your body, also the metals. And I don't know if the wine rinse really takes out these, these metals like aluminum and barium that they found in the samples and, and strontium. Um, there are there are herbs that we can help. Cilantro is a good one. Um, natural things that grow that can help help get this get your body cleansed of metals. You can take metal detoxes, but this one I mainly think is for these fibers, and possibly it gets out other things. But here it goes. Anyway, you need to get what's called hypericum perforatum. It comes in these little homeopathic bottles you can get in any old health food store they're little sugar capsules and you take about four of them put them in your upper lip and you know maybe kind of swiss them around a little bit and what you're doing is you're trying to open up the pores inside your gums you want to do this 15 minutes prior to doing the actual swish with the wine and, yeah, it's red wine you need. So you need to get any cheap red wine will do. Don't spend a lot of money. Just get a $5 table wine. But the trick is you've got to let it, let it turn. So open it up maybe a week before you do it or maybe more, however it takes to make it go sour and no, no longer good for drinking. And why you want to do this, it makes it a stronger compound. It seems like, in my experience, the darker ones like Cabernet work a little bit better than the um, the lighter reds. So what you do is you take uh, a swish in your mouth. You know, nothing nothing huge, just a nice amount in the mouth, and you swish around vigorously and violently, and it should probably make kind of a noise like, Hopefully that can be heard. And what that you, what you're doing is do it for about 30 seconds, then gargle really but well at the back of your throat. And this burns a little bit. You know, it's alcohol. You know, so you want to spit it out. But gargle at the back of the throat is key. And uh, Robert 
recommended to think low vibrational thoughts while doing this because this is a low vibrational thing they're doing and it helps if you think like it to get it out and that's debatable this maybe but i i believe that it, it probably does have an effect somehow some way and uh believe what you will with that i guess but still take that switch around really hard plug up your sink in your in your I should have mentioned this before. Plug up your sink in your in your bathroom and fill it up with some water so you can see what you're spitting out because it's it gets interesting. Now you've you've already taken those hypericum perforatum 15 minutes before you started this. Now you can continue to do this switching in the mouth for 30 seconds, gargling, spitting in the water. And when you spit this stuff out, you may see. Um, some black stuff along with little pieces of pulp. The pulp would be a lighter purple clumps, and that's normal. That's wine, right? And it may take a few swishes to get anything out. But the black stuff is most likely the metals and all that kind of stuff. But what you'll find in in this spit is you'll find these these little strands that are thinner than a human hair, and those are supposedly the fibers, the polymer fibers talking about within this compound. And it's it's insane to see what you get. You get these little strands of of uh, fibers. Now, how long it takes to do this, everybody's different. I've done it with different people, different results. Everybody's body's different. But you generally, I would say, after about five rinses, you should take a... Um, squish with apple cider vinegar and do the same thing just like you're doing with the wine but with the apple cider vinegar and do that swish it around spit it out and then go back to the wine again and i would do about i would do about 15 times or so and and you will at one point through this process start getting this black stuff out and it's not just the wine i mean you can take wine you can shake it up as hard as you want and it's not going to come out like that this is some other stuff that is very different, and it's a strange compound. It's um, You'd see it for yourself. Enough of it before has actually clogged up the sink. It's disgusting. It's absolutely disgusting. But here's the thing. After you're done with that, see how you feel. It goes into the next day. You'll have this clear-headed feeling right above your forehead. And what it's doing is it's breaking your conductivity with heart and all these devices around you. And you feel a lot lighter, freer, and I just I, I uh, encourage, try it out. You know, um, it, it's, it's uh, breaking you as a human antenna. And you, you'll feel really clear in your third eye chakra area, you, you know, that whole thing. You'll, you'll feel really clear and kind of just lighter. It's, it's, of course, different for everybody, but it, it really is a... a uh, uh, a real solution to this because really okay I don't know how we can stop everything you know going on above our heads but at least we can um, cleanse our bodies and that's really important uh, here's something I forgot to mention somebody actually made a video of this uh, with my music and put it online it will say wine wine and it's on YouTube just Google up winerinse.mov. It's not the best video. It's just a homemade little thing. They put some of my music in there. And, yes, I just played a song that I, of mine I call White Out. 
I'm not trying to uh, make you know myself popular on my own show by playing my own music, but um, it does help me out. You know, if you want to, little side note, want to support the artist, uh, I I really need the support. A lot of artists need support, and that's what we're going to do on this show too. Is get a lot of artists that are underground that need support to be supported and successful in what they do. And I feel the same. I've been doing music for a really long time, and if you would like to buy my album, it is uh, called Waking the Systemites. It's um, $11, and just write me at stayrootsmusic at gmail.com. I'll send you the CD instead of the download, and it helps support the artist. That song, White Out, is actually a, a, a single all by itself, but if you... Uh, and for the album, I'll give you a free copy of Whiteout. So back to the solutions. We are running out of time, I think. Oh, yeah. Well, we're not. Okay, well, here's another solution. And this was given to me by a lady who is um, good at energy healing and working with that, that realm. And she told me that um, since we're getting so bombarded by radio waves, you know, with these surge of cell phones, but all this stuff all over the time, all the time, it's like being exposed to an X-ray all the time. And so we're getting a lot of radiation, of course, from Fukushima too. But this is a, a simple, another another simple solution. Just take an Epsom salt bath. But what you do is you um, take a whole bag of Epsom salt, throw it in a hot bath, take about six lemons and squeeze them into the water and soak for about... 15 or 20 minutes and it also breaks our conductivity with with uh, these crazy mechanisms out there and um, it's good after any sort of exposure through the airport it helps um, balance and ionize our bodies so it's, it's good for us so that's that's another small solution we can do for our bodies I ran into um, a lady who does it with essential oils, just Google up chemtrails, how I detox from exposure, survival tips for preparedness and products. That does cost more money than these other solutions. Um, I have tried it. I haven't been able to try it with one of the herbs she has on there. It's too expensive, but it is, if you can afford it, try all that. Try also clearing your chakras with tapping. That's something you should Google up. Um, that that can help, you know, kind of clear out your body. Because this is a constant bombardment, and we're trying to be put on a frequency, and it's it's insane. It's absolutely crazy. But this is why I break this information. I don't break it to scare you, put out fear. I I think what this can do is it it offers us a way to look at the world differently. You you can visually see what's going on, and and it opens you up into a whole bigger world once you start to peel the the onion, the layers of the peel the wallpaper. That's what I'll call it. You know, it it shows us also not to trust the controllers anymore. If they're trying to do this, then why? What else are they trying to do? And and that's the thing. It hopefully. In my mind, in 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 my my circle of friends, we would think of it like, okay, well, here's an excuse not to serve them anymore. This is an excuse to 
to, to leave all this because this is not what we want. And so, of course, that's a bigger topic, already been discussed on some shows, but to be fleshed out more, leaving all this and doing, doing what we want to do on Earth, of course, they won't leave us alone. And that's a real big problem. You know, um, and yeah, you're going to get upset. That's, that's the, that's what, that is the, the exact feeling you should be getting. It's upset. But should you be getting upset and ruining your day and discontinuing your life? No. A lot of us have families to feed. You know, I really feel sorry for people that have children who, who are growing up in this world because Look at the world that they're they're trying to make for them. This this what are we, what is it going to be like in the wild with all this fallout? So yeah, but it shows you in the face what's really going on, and I feel that that it is actually a good thing. It is it is a good thing to if if one thing to to uh, really turn us away from all this. Just look up. And this is just part one of this series of into this topic. It's going to be huge. Um, uh, well, you know, not huge, but we're going to, you know, get some good guests on here. Um, go ahead and look on the upcoming shows, who's going to come on. And, uh, yeah, this is, this is just a, a fleshing out uh, and beginning discussion of this. I feel like tonight I'm really lost because I, I had all these notes that I wanted to kind of go over about this. I don't even know where I put them. They just suddenly disappeared right before the show. So I may have missed a few points, and I'm running low on time. So uh, another discussion another time. But this is part one in the series of Skyfall, and uh, we'll continue talking about this and, and fleshing this out next with our special guest, filmmaker Michael Murphy. Anyway, till then, chant down Babylon, you guys. Keep chanting it down. Um, Keep in touch, send your emails, I love your emails, take care, and and uh, be a warrior, not a warrior.
Are you awake now? Keep chanting down.